Hey, Brian, do you know anyone that was once a teenage fundamentalist? Oh, Troy, you know that I was because you and I have a podcast called I Was a Teenage Fundamentalist. I did know that. But you know what I find myself asking these days? No, I don't, but I think you're going to tell me. What about all those things that church gave us definite answers for? What are we supposed to think about all those things now? Well, funnily enough, that's what we're doing for season five of I Was a Teenage Fundamentalist. Ooh, Brian, I sense the Lord at work here. Mm, He works in mysterious ways. And we are going to unpack these things. We're going to find out what we do think about them now. So tune in to Season 5 of I Was a Teenage Fundamentalist, the official podcast for the Azusa Street Revival. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not quite sure that's true, but it is available wherever you get your podcasts. It's Deconversion Therapy, the podcast. This is Bonnie down in beautiful today, Florida. Oh, shut it. I will shut it. Uh, <laughs> this is Karen in uh, mildly overcast, dull Tennessee. Yeah, don't How you guys doing? want to know only about the weather? Let's talk about weather for five more minutes. <laughs> no, let's not. Let's tell people that they can find us on all the podcast things and look for Instagram and look for TikTok. Oh, Karen, do you want to talk about how you've been persecuted for some of your TikTok stuff? Persecuted. Listen, what I go through (laughs) is immense. Um, Yeah, I've been persecuted. uh, Let's see. So I had um, what I call... Old oh, I was going to talk about the creepy guy who said I was a spokesman of Satan <laughs> and wait till you die and blah 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 blah. Oh no! Um, so the other, you know, it, I have not even thought about it. I have gotten a much thicker hide. I guess I love it. Uh, I thought about yeah. it this morning, and I was like, oh yeah. So some young Theo bros made a video and what they did is they screen recorded my live. Can you can you get them for that? Yeah. But I ain't gonna. But I didn't even know they did it even though they tagged us, but we get tagged a lot and some of them I miss. So a friend of mine, neighbor here, was like, did you see this? And it's on TikTok and it's like their cover for their podcast, and then my face, and they froze it <laughs> in a very rude, <clears throat> not flattering position. And they're like, we're going to take on Karen from Deconversion Therapy. So I watched some of it, and, you know, I was like, you know, they're young, they're idealists, they, they're critical, th- they missed every point I was making. I was sort of just more like, bless her heart. Let me bust in here and say that one of the things that they said made me laugh a lot because you can hear where the logic flaw is. They said, once you give up the Christian worldview, you don't have justification for anything. Really? Okay. All right. (laughs) The only Uh. justification for anything is having a Christian worldview. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's just funny. All right. P.S. You know what? Let's not waste any more time on them. They only had 33 views, and I'm thinking that's why they tagged you. So, I think one of the things they really missed, I, I thought, damn, I'm good in this video. Because <laughs> right, I right. was saying, like, you know, I didn't leave because of church hurt, but that doesn't mean that people on here haven't. And if people on here are younger than I am or newer to leaving, please yeah. be kinder to them than you are to me. And they stopped it there. They're like, let's talk about that. And I'm like, oh, good. They're going to say, yeah, we should be kinder to people. But you know what they said? They're like, this church hurt. I don't go to church for the people. Right. I go for Jesus. And I'm like, that just flew over your head so high. <laughs> the ozone layer just, you popped through it. But again, bless their hearts. Um, find us on all the things. You know it. We're going to read your funny letters. Here's the thing. If something funny happened to you in church or growing up in it or synagogue or temple or um, shrine or or cult, or let's cult. hear it. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know your business. If you ended up like talking to some crazy guru and it was funny, we're ready to hear you. We want to listen to it. Write it in. You can be anonymous or we can read your first name. Yeah. Up to you. But we love a good we love a good fake rapture story where you're trying oh, to yeah. pull one over on your very Christian Rapture you know. Rapture pranks. That was mm -hmm. that was one of my favorite stories we ever read where people would just leave their clothes in a pile and the next person to come in who was very worried about being left behind when the rapture happened would see a pile of clothes and shoes. We love it. So your mental uh, low points in life are our high parts. Yeah, and it's probably your high Send point now too, you know, because the magic equation is time plus pain equals funny. So let's read some time plus pain equals funny right now. Yeah, and you can go down below. See, you click things and it's like, boop, boop, done. All right, I'm going to start because mine is uh, higher up on the list, actually. That's the okay. only reason. Okay, I haven't read this. Okay. Cold read, cold read. I love the pod expl explanation <laughs> exclamation mark. ADHD, -er, and I'm subscribed to 239 podcasts. What? Just pared it down. Who? You Child. or the person Child. writing? The person writing. Okay. okay. Holy shit. And you have. The distinct honor of being one of the six that's on automatic download. Wow. Thank you so much. If you all could subscribe and have that, that helps us. You don't even have to listen to Bonnie. I don't. We just really appreciate. That helps our numbers. So, back to the letter. I'm finally writing in with a couple of stories. Today's theme is T-shirts. I was a quiet, obedient, respectful child teen. I attended my Presbyterian church and youth group every week, wore my cross necklace, mm -hmm. and loved my, quote, true love weights ring. <laughs> I had way too much social anxiety to proselytize. For people who don't know that, that's witness, going up to people and saying, if you were to die tonight, do you know where you'd go? Um, what? 
back to <laughs> like the letter. Scare the shit out of him. Die tonight. What's happening? Tonight. But no one in the right mind would second guess whether I love Jesus. So here's a conversation at youth group one night. Okay. Youth group leader to my sister. Oh, M, I really like that WWJD shirt. My sister M, thanks. Our grandparents got them when they were in Florida. Youth group leader, ah, oh, so nice. Lauren, where's yours? Lauren wrote the letter. Me, oh, mine was so cool. It was white. And then WWJD was stitched on it with the rest of the faith bracelet colors, but I spilled hot chocolate on it, <laughs> and I was bummed. Youth group leader, so what? Me, I couldn't get out the stain. Youth group leader, that sounds like an excuse. It doesn't matter no. that it's stained. You should be proud to wear it and show you're a Christian. That's so <laughs> shitty. Then, especially because you're dressing to impress the other people there. Yeah. Then part of our youth group discussion that night was about how important it was to proclaim your Christianity regardless of the consequences. This was shortly after, you guessed it, the Columbine shooting. So the martyrdom myth that the girl being shot for believing in God was front and center everywhere. The youth group leader looked me dead in the eyes and asked, would you be willing to die for your faith or would you be ashamed? <laughs> she oh my said, God. what a bitch. <laughs> oh, my Ridiculous. gosh. But that's, that's dirty. It's dirty. Exactly. Even Ugh. though chocolate is pure enough, God. So uh, this, this person, Lauren, has squished a few little, little letters in here. So short. Okay. Next up, a story about how I did show my faith pride with a t-shirt. When I was a high school freshman, I heard that piercing your belly button would make your period shorter and prevent cramps. Lies. I miss that. (laughs) Lies. I miss that. Since I frequently got unable to function death cramps, I was desperate for any remedy, not wanting to give anyone the idea that I was some kind of rebellious hussy because bringing my mom to provide adult approval wasn't enough. I had to dress with appropriate conservatism. The shirt from our latest mission trip was just the thing. Picture it. White t-shirt crown of thorns, yeah. Jesus's pierced hands, both Ooh. dripping with a tasteful amount of blood, just enough to feel edgy. Impact font declaring, body piercing saved my life. <laughs> As he prepped me, the piercer nodded at my shirt and commented, oh, is that so? I turned about as red as that tasteful blood and nervously chuckled. It is. I just want to wear my body-piercing shirt for this. (laughs) Unsurprisingly, the belly button ring did not change anything about my period. (laughs) Thanks again for the wonderful podcast, Lauren. I miss the whole belly button piercing. 
Yeah, thank God. But I know that there was some ear piercing thing. Like if you pierce your ear here, it'll help your headaches. So I think that kind of shit goes around let, a lot. Let me tell you what I think it is. I think it's kids coming up with a reason that they can tell their parents where they maybe get enough doubt where the parents go, uh, okay, yeah. Maybe that sounds like an yeah. okay idea. Go ahead and give it a shot. Because I used that when I wanted to go to the U2 concert, and I thought my mom would say no, but she wouldn't have. But I said, oh, yeah, we want to go to the U2 concert. You know, they're Christians. Like, <laughs> she probably wouldn't have cared. There you go. But There you go. Yeah. How about sex relieves period cramps? Probably it does. Oh, it does. So you knew my grandmother. My grandmother used to tell me that if I did sit-ups, it would help my period cramps. And I always thought, well, that's <gasps> a bunch of horse shit until years later I did it. And guess what? It does. So oh, that works. No. Yes. We're not going to do that shit. <laughs> well, I can understand that because you're like moving things around and telling them to shut up yeah. and stuff like that. So it worked. Yeah, I can get it. Mm-hmm. I'm down with it. All right. Well, thanks for the um, t-shirt read. That WWJD, <laughs> I would have been so into that shit. Those bracelets. I, because I. I we had witnessing bracelets. Not the same. Because mm. <laughs> like, I'll just shoot you down right there. Because if you think of WWJD, it's immediately to me, oh, what's the golden rule? And I still think that's valid. So to me, it's yeah. it's on par with that, and we should all be wearing, you know, some something on our body of like, what should I not do to other people that I don't want them to do to me? So anyway, well, I would like it to have that rather than what would Jesus do? I know, I know, because yeah. you know that says everything. He did some things that. I don't want people to do, but maybe we could make it a golden rule bracelet. Then that would be uh, a secular thing. Hello, listener. Did you just hear Karen say that first? And then Bonnie. No, no. We could. We could. We could make that them. She thought of her idea. No, no. We um, could make them and sell them. But here's the thing. We'd have to have a Bonnie one and a Karen one. Yours would say, do unto others as you want them to do to you, and mine would say, and if they do something. Match their energy back. So mine can be... Match their energy also, back. Yeah. So if you do unto others as you want them to do unto you, what if someone treats you very shitty, like the guy on the internet that told me I'm Satan's spokesperson? Can I then say something equally, treat him back as he treated me? Oh. That's how I think mm -hmm. Richard Lewis would interpret it, maybe. Like, get him back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I made up Richard me. Lewis. <laughs> Matching that energy. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. I mean, it's, you know. It's, it's even difficult to interpret that the same way for two different people. This is why, this is why social media, in my opinion, is always going to be just a problem. The comments. There's always going to be somebody reinterpreting it. Is. Yeah. Okay, so let's read this other letter. Okay. Hi. No, they don't start that Hi. way. Um, this person says yes for reading their name. So thanks, Colleen. 
This says, I was raised in the Catholic Church, like attend every week and as near to evangelical as a Catholic can get type experience. It's grade five, and there are about seven of us in our catechism class. Think Sunday school, but on Monday night, and it is during the first Gulf War. My catechism teacher told us Mm -hmm. that we should all say goodbye to one another because all the chemicals being used in the war could blow around the world and kill us all. So we had better pray and pray we did. We were crying and we hugged each other goodbye that night. Oh, this is so mean. Even John, (laughs) I like this, even Jonathan, the weird kid who we all avoided every day (laughs) at school. I went home and cry-prayed myself to sleep. And guess what? I woke up the next morning. We all did. And I don't think it was because we had prayed. Fucking teacher got a call from my mother that week and never mentioned war again. Also, I never hugged the weird kid again either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Colleen, that is so manipulative and mean to, to tell you. That mm-hmm. chemicals might come around and kill everybody. I remember all that shit. Like, I remember when the Gulf War started, like, this was such, it was such a huge thing. We didn't know if we were going to be bombed. We didn't know, like, anything. And everyone was staring at CNN. That's when CNN really, quote, blew up because we're all watching yeah. this war live. And I knew friends who were like, hey, they called me as a nurse offering me, it was like $30,000 a month Mm -hmm. if she went to Iraq. Um, And I was like, should I sign up? I mean, it was a weird, weird time. Yeah. Well, let me also tell you something weird that I heard this week about the Catholic Church. They mm-hmm. have, <laughs> oh come on! I know this what is could you? yeah. I only wanted to read this letter too because it just involved the Catholic Church, and <laughs> we're going through the run up to Easter right now. So they're during they're doing Lent. Um, yes. Apparently, during Lent, you can only eat fish on Fridays, or you can't eat meat. That's it. You can't eat meat. Okay. You know what has been approved for them to eat? And I saw this on Jimmy Kimmel Live: capybaras. Those are those giant, what? super cute rodents with the big I was going to say, teeth. no, they're not cute. Yeah. Well, I mean, for rodents, they're pretty cute. But oh, they sh- have mm-hmm. been approved to be eaten because they partially live in the water. So, um, and apparently <sighs> they can also eat muskrat. There was a whole list of things that they can have. And Jimmy Kimmel did a real funny little sketch on it. But... I just couldn't believe it. I didn't know that anybody would eat capybaras. Chupacabras? <laughs> capybaras. Are we saying anything that I know about? I don't. <laughs> you, don't I you don't know am, about capybaras? I think I am picturing it, and I think that I know exactly what you're trying to say. And any rodent. Is a no. They're enormous rodents. They're like the size of two pigs. They're big. What if the pig is large? They're large capybaras, too. No, we're not going to do any of that. Okay. Catholics, stop being weird (laughs) and become Christians. Thank you. That's my speech. Yeah. Ah. 
Oh, right now, uh, this has nothing to do with it, but remember when I told you that, maybe I told you, I told somebody, probably TikTok people. Thanks. That, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's, is it Connecticut, that there was a Methodist pastor that ended up selling meth, because he loved that word, <laughs> out of the rectory. Well, he... During his court trial the other day, his arraignment, I'm not sure what it was. During break, he left. He so left. now he's on the run. He's on the run. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. He's on the lamb. He's on the lamb. Of God. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Oh my crazy. gosh. Okay. I'm so fascinated. He might be caught. When people go on the lamb, I'm so fascinated because. If if you're really somebody who they're looking for, they're gonna find you if you have a phone. So they're gonna yeah. So true. to me, being on the lamb means oh shit! I've either got to get like a burner phone or a mm-hmm. jitterbug. I don't know, or mm-hmm. <laughs> something that I can't be connected with to all my stuff. Yeah. And oh man, being on the lamb is just. Oh. Are you just picturing yourself ordering from Amazon? <laughs> what are you doing when when you just get rid of the phone altogether? I know, but how could you live without knowing what's going on in life and talking to your friends on social media and text? <laughs> I don't know. I'm picturing, remember like Eric Randolph, the guy who he did something and then he was in the woods for like... <laughs> Forever, and there was this manhunt, and everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, be on the lookout for this guy." Yeah, that's what I picture. But I guess you're picturing. So what do you do all day? Just... What do you do all day if you're on the lamb? You're just in the woods. You're like, "Well, fuck." Now what I do? Now what do I, I do? I can't do Candy Crush. <laughs> I um, guess I'm gonna go have to buy some used books. Read exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Read okay, I'm gonna read. The next one, and this is by Julie. Hi, Julie. Welcome. Hi, Julie. Hi, Karen and Bonnie. I grew up going to church camp for a week every summer until I was about 17. Ditto, ditto. It was pretty typical as far as church camps go, but there was an event one year that was particularly wild. There always is. Every night, the whole camp got together to play silly games. Yep. One year, sometime in the late 2000s, one of these games involved about six kids being given a clear plastic cup with a goldfish in it. Oh, oh no. Shit. <laughs> I think they mean... No, we know what's happening. It could be a cracker, goldfish. Mm, Let's just... Okay. Okay. They first were told to put the water in their mouth. Uh, oh, shit. I don't know. Mouth with the goldfish and let it. Nope, it's a real one. Swim around in their mouth for a couple of minutes. Hold on. Doot, 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 doot. Hello, PETA. Yeah. Church of Christ, Indiana. Um, okay. Uh, they, and you know exactly in our youth group who would have done this. Yeah. I'll do it. Okay, first they were told to put the water in the mouth and let the goldfish swim around in their mouth for a couple of minutes. Okay, I just want trigger warning here. Animals, I think. I don't know. Then they were instructed to swallow the water and chew up the goldfish and eat it. 
That no. is abuse to that person, too. If I remember correctly, only one girl ate the fish. <laughs> For this. And she had pledged a fraternity years prior. No. This is what they used to do in fraternity hazing in like the 50s. In like the 60s. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. For this, she won free camp. Free? Whoa. The next year. Whoa. She got to go to camp for free the next year. See, that's when fucking people use other people's possibly socioeconomic stuff (laughs) to make them do things. I am pissed off. I'm pissed for the goldfish, the woman. All right. Every time I think of this event, I wonder if it was some kind of illusion or something. It seems like a liability issue. Yes, it does. For several reasons I can think of, but I have a multitude of friends who are there with me and we can't figure it out or why they would fake such a thing. Now in my 30s, it seems a bit barbaric to me. Uh Uh-huh. But it (laughs) makes for a good story, I suppose. Dear listeners, do not listen to this when Bonnie was talking about what Catholics can eat for lunch. (laughs) I mean Lent. This is not it. Okay, she said other weird games involved chugging a gallon of milk as fast as you could, Gross. kids using their disgusting campground feet to pull gumballs out of a cool whip tub no. and dropping it into another kid's mouth. Why? I'm done. And eating an entire pack of uncooked ramen, including the soup packet. Let me tell you, all of those could kill you. There were, the foot one would kill me out of just my unaliving voluntarily. Okay. um, This, wait a minute. This youth group uh leader is someone who hates the kids. Kids, exactly. (laughs) That's my interpretation. Uh, There were other, a lot of other games that didn't involve eating things, but apparently the gross stuff is what stuck with me because I'm having a hard time recalling the specifics of the other, other games. Right. I've been a listener for years. Thanks for all you do. Thank you so much for your dedication and living through shit, Julie, <laughs> to tell us about it. God. We live through shit so we can tell you about it. The, but these youth group games, we had a few of them. Yeah, you know, ours were very tame. In fact, everything in our tame. life was pretty tame. Ours, the only weird ones were the ones where it was like you need to flirt. The one where you sat on the p- other person's lap and said some, I don't know, make me smile. I don't know what it was. Ew, come on. Gross. We talked about that before in another episode. And the other one, like... Passing an apple from neck to neck. Like, these are strange things for youth to do and an adult man tell them and watch them now that I think of it. You know? I don't know. I, I can tell you. I mean, if you uh, if you think it's got to be difficult to come up with stuff for them to do every freaking time. Well, so. now there's books and websites and everything that they can just pull from, but that there's no, like outside person to look. Yeah. I think I told you about like one of the hardest times for my daughter was when her school counselor, this is an educated woman, decided she would do this thing where she gave everybody a piece of candy and said, 
forgiveness is good and letting things out is good. Okay, so we're all good so far. I'm going to turn off the lights or I'm going to do whatever. And if you have held a grudge or haven't liked someone, put this piece of candy on their desk. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. When my daughter got a piece of candy, (laughs) she's like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's it's so mean. And I was told the counselor, the counselor had to apologize to the whole class. But I think it's the same for the youth group leaders. Like, they take these advanced adult things and then have kids who haven't, you know, who are super sensitive. Their hormones are in their neck when they're passing apple to apple and then apple neck game. I don't, I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. No one's thinking. That's the thing. Everyone's just, everyone's just treading water. And I mean, everyone, this is my past for the world. We're all just treading water, trying to figure it out. You know? Yeah. (laughs) You're Uh, you're so forgiving. (laughs) Well, because I get the alerts sent to my mailbox about what pastors and youth pastors do daily. So I I think there are a lot of them. Um, who know exactly what they're doing. Yeah, that's true. And I think they're Ew, trying to okay. justify it in the name of the Lord. Okay, I'm going to read this next story. But we story. don't deal with that. Don't send in that story. <laughs> but if you have gone through that, we do have resources on our website. That's true. Just want to put, put that plug. Yeah, not making fun of anything. All right, so here's another story. This is a lovely way to start it. Dearest Deconversion Therapy ladies, thank you from the bottom of my bosom for your hilarious and jubilant <laughs> podcast. I love your show forever. That is so great. That's all I'll read. Okay, the end. Bye. Bosom. <laughs> Bosom. Uh, um, okay, so here is my I'm dumb. I'm not allowed to hear that word. Here is my dumb and very short story from Christian Summer Camp. It was August of 1993, <laughs> and I had just turned 13. All my church friends went to Christiany Christ Bible Camp every summer, and I had never gone, and I wanted to go. So I convinced my mom to let me sign up for a week at camp. I arrived and was assigned a bunk and cabin filled with 12 to 14-year-old girls. Our cabin lady, what do you call them, counselors, <laughs> was a yeah, middle-aged yeah. woman, uh, here we go, who chastised no. us for shaving our legs. Wow. What? Yeah. That's just fantastic. That's just a lady whose vagina's been sewn up. Anyway, Mm -hmm. um, we were all so excited for a week of games, praise and worship, maybe even receiving, finally, the gift of the Holy Spirit. Swimming, (laughs) checking out cute boys, and other campy stuff. The evening service guest speaker for three nights was a pastor whose shtick was doing impersonations of Kermit and Miss Piggy while preaching. So imagine the allegories. He did them all, even impersonations of Kermit and Miss Piggy as Mary and Joseph. (laughs) All right, get ready, y'all. Kermit. Do you think you could find us a little roomy-woomy at the inn? <laughs> and here's the talent That's of my right. best friend. There is a song that guest teen pastor sang, and the lyrics went like this. Miss Piggy. What a difference you made in my life. 
Kermit. What a difference you made in my life. <laughs> Miss Piggy, you're my sunshine day and night. <laughs> Together. I can't do that. Oh, what a difference you've made in my life. <laughs> At the end of this. I know that song. <laughs> really? I do. Oh. Yeah, we sang it all this time in church. Oh. What a difference you made in my life. What a difference you made in my life. Well, that didn't sound like Kermit or Miss Piggy. At the end of the service... sounded like a Grammy winner. (laughs) At the end of the service was a speaking in tongues, weeping teens for Christ altar call. I did not receive the gift of the Holy (laughs) Spirit. But you bet your sweet ass I bought that pastor's cassette tape and sang along to that dumbass song on the drive home. Thanks, Mom. I know. We get it. We have done that. Olivia, can you imagine the guy going, I'm going to make copies of this tape and sell them. People are going to love it. Yes. Yes. I wonder how much they paid. I... We had, I was just thinking about that. One of the people that I really admired that was six years older than me, I'm still friends with her at my church, ended up marrying at the time, like one of the U.S.'s, this is not a brag, (laughs) foremost Christian comedians. Uh I had cassette tapes of the worst jokes told by anyone because I was like, oh my gosh, this is great, you know, jokes for Christ. What we did that we thought was cool because we were just like young and impressionable and... Yeah. (sighs) So, uh, you know, if I had more time, I could have gotten my Kermit and Miss Piggy better, I feel. I think that that (laughs) is a goal that you should set for yourself. I also enjoyed that apparently everyone's Bible camp was only a week because you know what? That's as much crap as they could figure out to do with us. Meanwhile, normal kids go to camp for like a whole month during the summer and they get out of their parents' hair. Listen, one, they come back learning to smoke and with uh, (laughs) STD. They don't We just came back at 13 engaged. Engaged. So let me, it's a big difference. Let me just also tell you if I hadn't mentioned it in the past, you know, three weeks, every time I went off to Bible camp, that meant Mm -hmm. on the way there, I would get a new Snoopy book. I would get a big Peanuts book and I would like parcel Snoopy cartoons out to myself to like soothe myself from being away from home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, man, uh, yeah, we've talked about, uh, there is an episode, one of my favorite story was the evil pine cone. And it's probably one of our earlier letter sodes. And I don't know if you remember it, but it was just sort of like, a, you know, girl who wrote in and she's walking past some people gathered and they are praying to cast demons out of someone mm-hmm. and they're like telling the demon to just get out of the girl and go into pine a pine cone, cone and <laughs> all that and then someone a graphic designer made us an evil pine cone right. little thing that we should put on shirts because you need to beware beware thank you guys for writing in 
One of our favorite times. Yeah. We love it. This is great. It's, it's like we're all in some kind of special hell together. <laughs> we're so embarrassed at our lives <laughs> and how just what a bubble we were in that yeah. this was our reality. Yeah. Anyway. I can't imagine a better Thank bubble, though, the, given that we did not incur, incur any you're, awfulness. You're in mine. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Like, it was fun. It was just, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Our bubble wasn't abusive, so, yeah. Thank Not goodness. awful. Right. Okay. And if yours was, we're here for you. And come hang out in all the places. Yep. We love you. Don't be a Thank you, guys. Do unto others. All right. Before they do unto you. Bye-bye. Karen. <laughs>